the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Black talking all things financial. Money invested more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Uh, there's a lot going on right now. It's earnings season, and it's probably my favorite time of the year. Uh, it's I'm kind of like a kid at a candy store, right? Tesla misses expectations, reaffirms guidance. How's that for a headline? You missed expectations, and yet you're saying everything's going to be, we're going to be able to do what we said we did. Could. No, no, I'm calling, I'm, I'm, I'm calling BS. Microsoft value crosses $1 trillion. Wow. Remember when that happened to, to Apple? People got excited. People got excited. People got excited and they pulled back. Microsoft is kind of flying under everyone's radar, if that's possible. Uh, but they had a very nice quarter too. Trillion dollar club. Tech giant hit the big milestone for the first time. After reporting better than expected fiscal third quarter financial results. Ding, 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 ding. They rung the bell. Stock is up 30% from its December lows. It's up 30% from its December lows. Hmm. Let's stop for uno momentero. Do you see when pullbacks become buying opportunities? It's not with everyone. Sometimes you're catching a fallen knife. So you can't make that broad of a statement. What else do we have to talk about today? You tell me. You can always call the show 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. A lot of information overload going on right now. So if I were to give you a report card, Tesla, ugly. 3M, ugly. U-G-L-Y, you ain't got no alibi, you ugly. I know you're saying, where does that come from? I don't remember. UPS, bad quarter. Chipotle Mexican Grill, good quarter. Lamb Research, good quarter. Visa, good quarter. Facebook, good quarter. Microsoft, good quarter. It's the good, the bad, and the ugly. Remember that Clint Eastwood movie? 
It had that, that whistle sound. I, I tried to whistle right now, but I don't know if I can pull it off. <laughs> and it's such an iconic whistle. The good, the bad, the ugly. Hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, poke, poke. Tell my producer to go find that sound. Um, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, earnings results. A little bit better than expected. That's kind of the, what canvas are we painting today? Let's take a look. Earnings a little bit better than expected. South Korea reported a three-tenths of 1% quarter-to-quarter contraction. Hmm, that's in their first quarter GDP. And let's start thinking about that. Two quarters of contracting equals a recession. So they're one quarter away from hitting a recession, marking the worst growth rate ultimately for South Korea since the fourth quarter of 2008. Where were you in fourth quarter 2008? Joe Biden's running for president. Let's throw a little bit of that color on our palette today, huh? Former Vice President Joe Biden. Um, he seems to be the most, how shall we say, established of the Democrats running. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I am not a political expert, nor do I want to be. Um, you have a Teflon president right now. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to dethrone him. Not a lot is sticking to him. You may not like him, but not a lot is sticking to him. Um, so South Korea problem, that's on the pallet. Bank of Japan left their policy on, on interest rates unchanged. Okay, that's part of the pallet, right? So interest rates are going to stay extremely low, they say, until at least spring of 2020. Wow. Durable goods orders, we could throw that in there for nice, salty, sexy measure. For March, durable goods, those are things that are like washers and dryers, right? Things that are durable. Bigger ticket items than, say, uh, a pack of M&M's. Okay, 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 okay. Um, it, was, it was a good number. So we got that going for us. Initial claims for the week ending April 20th increased 37,000 to 230,000. Um, still a good number. And I am so, so sorry. I feel like such a jerk, jerky face jerk. I talk about initial claims every Thursday morning at this time, and they've been good for so long that it feels like, hey, let's just go listen to the record of Rob playing last week. It's the same old, same old, right? Um, I like Facebook's numbers enormously. See, Do you see what I'm saying? There's a lot going on. Like, where did that jump in? Uh, what did I do exactly there to, to say that? They said that they could have a three, they've set aside $3 billion cash to pay an FTC fine. And the stock's up like $10 billion. So how do you punish someone when they're that profitable and they're growing that fast? I, I, I think that's really, really a good question. Let's talk a little bit more about Facebook. I own shares of Facebook. Their ticker symbol is FB, up about 8% in, market in after hours yesterday when they reported the numbers. So the initial reaction was very, very positive. Facebook's plan is to roll out a private messaging platform. So that's out there. They're leaning heavily into the product, more actively pursuing revenue diversification. Facebook reported earnings of 85 cents a share, which probably doesn't mean much to you. And again, they're, getting, they're facing that FTC inquiry, and it's going to lead to a multi-billion dollar fine, but they already got it set aside. Do you remember when you were a kid and you your mom or dad would spank you or they'd threaten to spank you 
and you'd like put a book or something in your pants so that when they spanked you, it didn't hurt. You always try to outthink them a little bit, right? I kind of feel like Zuckerberg's got a book in his pants or something going on. I know you're saying, did you grow up? Were you beaten as a child? Uh, I was battered, but I was never fried. Little dunch. Oh, it's one of those days. Zuckerberg said, Zuckerberg said Facebook's going to spend the next few years building out services for the privacy-focused platform, which he likened to digital living rooms. I'm a little over Facebook as far as a product. It's a free product. It's really tough to criticize a free product, all things considered, but we do because it's becoming kind of utilitarian to us. Investors remain bullish on Facebook. It's going to take out its all-time high, I think, this year. And we'll look back at that dip of 50 to $60 as, once again, a buying opportunity. Are we seeing that again and again and again? It sure feels like that, right? Instagram could add $4 billion in incremental sales by 2021. Again, Facebook focused on mobile after they came public. And they've got all these assets that they've said, you know, we we don't have to ramp up too fast because we got that main product, Facebook, which is killing it. They got some tricks up their sleeves. Uber's got some tricks up their sleeves. They're not public yet. I've got some, uh, I'm not going to say information. Uh, I talk to a lot of people. And when companies come public, they don't just come public and say, oh, there you go. They typically have announcements that they're building up to. It's like you go to the theater. It's not improv. It's well scripted out. Tesla. <laughs> I'm, I just think he's a wackadoodle now. He's talking about having millions of robo-taxis ready next year that are going to drive us all around and have no drivers. I, I, I think he's a wackadoodle. I I. I I got to be careful because you don't want to get sued by a billionaire. But they're having problems delivering cars and making cars. And and they're going to need to raise money. And that's not a good thing right now. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. We're making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money. On AM 1220, KDOW. Hello? Is this on? (laughs) Of course it is. I'm sitting in the air chair. Who am I? I'm Rob Black. What do I do? Career in finance and career in media. And uh, trying to share some things with you. As best as I can. Sweet. Fortnite Avengers. In-game mode is now live. Fortnite comes up with their big patches. There was some negative news yesterday about how they're making their employees work 60 to 70 hours a week to continue to churn out this stuff. And now they've got a Black Widow skin as part of the Avengers in-game crossover. Uh, it's kind—I of, don't know what do I. How do, it's kind of a big deal. So Avengers Endgame is getting great reviews. I'm not going to spoil anything for you, but they say wear a diaper because it's a long movie. Three hours. That's good news and bad news. 
They're not going to break records. They're going to break records. But they would have broken them bigger. (laughs) And now you're saying, okay, 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 okay. Uh, If it was a shorter film. Isn't that kind of, I'm not going to say fascinating, but uh, it shows you that content's pretty important to us. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to say go out and invest in Fortnite, go out and invest in Avengers. I'm not, I'm not that guy. I'm just going to say that as you build your, your thoughts on investing, content is, is kind of important. And what's like fascinating, like when you take a look at a Facebook, we give them the content, right? It's your ugly kids that you're posting pictures of that I go, I don't, oh man, that's an ugly kid. When I'm on right? Facebook, right? God. What's up with people taking, and I'm going to say this, it, it, what's up with people taking pictures of the, their side profile? I know selfies became like a thing, and I get it. But the new thing now seems to be taking a picture of your best angle and posting it as your like your, your thing. Avengers Endgame. Uh all over the, I'm trying to come up with a content kind of a lead theory for you. Avengers Endgame, it doesn't open, you know, it's, it's, it's already an unstoppable box office force, which is pretty fascinating. And speaking of, like, maybe one thing that we can learn from that, Robert Downey Jr., if you go back many, many, many years, he was a young actor who got into drugs and alcohol pretty hardcore, right? To the point that he spent time in the slammer. My advice we forgave. to you, start drinking heavily. We forgave him and we love him. Uh, he is Iron Man. I can't imagine a better Iron Man kind of thing, right? Chris Evans, I don't care about. Uh, but we forgave Robert Downey Jr. And that's the investment lesson that sometimes you have to like know going in, that sometimes companies fall apart, and that's when you, the best time to buy them is. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, what's pretty interesting about uh, Avengers Endgame, the entire film has already been leaked online. You can go to a pirate site, and there's one that's pretty famous called Pirate Bay. And you got to be careful because there's a ton of malware when you start stealing things that you're supposed to be paying 10 bucks a pop for. Uh, but the entire movie is leaked online. Uh, and it's got spoilers everywhere now because of it. Um, the director's not too happy about that, but it's kind of stinks, you know? Artist does their thing, they put together a movie, and I don't know. I've, I've gotten old, right? I'm now on that side of, just pay for it! And uh, I, I remember Napster, and like, do you remember Napster and downloading music? You just punch in a band, and like all their songs would come up. And you'd click, 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 and suddenly you had 10 songs. And in your head, you're like, well, they charge too much for a CD. Do you remember CDs? They charge too much for CDs, so I'm not going to buy it. Or what if I bought it for one song and the rest of the, the, the CDs crap? So content is a big thing when it comes to investing. Amazon's in the news yet again. Their web services business is growing faster. It's expected to be a $40 billion revenue business in the next 18 months. Jeff Bezos is watching you. Where I find 
interesting on Amazon is they're not expensive. And they're a monsterly powerful company as far as valuation is, and that's not expensive. I could say the same thing about Facebook. If I had to pick two growth stocks, I might pick those. And they're two huge ones. Down the road, we've never let a company, the thing about Amazon, we've never let a company in the United States lose money for so long that they built up a competitive advantage by losing money. And now they have the ability of, of just throwing money wherever they want to. At the end of World War II, Europe was so devastated that we were able to win in large part because we had what was called more gasoline than the Axis powers, the Axis and the Allies, right? We had 38 gallons to their one. We were able to show up and just like torch towns, roll tanks through them, have planes kind of thing. Amazon's got 38 gallons of gasoline. They're a powerful company. Netflix won a big victory in its fight to have its movies continue to be eligible for Oscars. Netflix still out there, still in the news. I don't think Disney Plus is going to be a threat to Netflix. I see them as very different markets. But Disney Plus, when they announced a couple weeks ago that it was going to be six bucks, there's kind of a, how many of these things do we need? Like NBC said they could pull the office from Netflix in large part because they want to have their own Netflix. And CBS says they want to have 20 million subscribers for their CBS online. And they put a Star Trek show as exclusively online. So Spielberg uh, is pissed. He's a filmmaker, and he doesn't want Netflix to. He thinks movies should be seen in theaters. Here's what I have to say to that. I don't care. This is like, I've already moved on from this conversation, and it just started. I want people to find their entertainment in any form or fashion that suits them. However, you're pompous. Right there, with that however. I feel people need to have the opportunity to leave the safe and familiar of their lives and go to a place where they can sit in the company of others and have a shared experience. Uh, that's just blowhard stuff. Now, Spielberg's looking like the old man, not me. If you make a movie, if it starts and it ends, it should count. I don't know. Who cares? But the point being is that these arguments are out there and we love content. Whether it's Avengers Endgame or, or playing Fortnite. We love that kind of stuff. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. For the record, I will not be seeing Avengers Endgame. Something tells me the good guys win. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. I know. You're, like That's the problem with Titanic. We kind of knew how the movie ended, right? And yet it still made money. We don't demand very much, do we? I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Filtered over the transom that a villain ended up with a part. Your comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Life is good. You look around and think I'm in the right neighborhood. 
I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. After Tesla reported their numbers, I really kind of dug into that one last night. They had a loss of $702 million. And one of the things that I have a big problem with is sometimes as investors, we get a little bit too caught up. I own no shares of Tesla. It could be in a fund of some one of the indexes I own, but directly I own no shares of Tesla. I have a big problem with them losing this much money this late in the game. When they first got into the game, five plus years ago, we're like, look at that car. It's beautiful. And we're in the end, though, you got to lose that it's beautiful rapture in your eyes and say, why aren't they making money? Tesla reported a bruising first quarter net loss of $702 million. I, I don't get it. One quarter you're profitable and you're like, we're going to be profitable forevermore. And investors kind of believe you because you're a CEO. And we're supposed to buy into that. Yesterday, Elon Musk tweeted out that he's coming up with an air, a silent air blower, leaf, a silent leaf blower, essentially. I, I, I no longer care. I wish he would just go away. When you lose $702 million and three quarters ago you say, we don't need to raise money. So nine months ago, we'll never need to raise money. We're well-funded. And in this a call... Mess. It's a mess. In this call, it suddenly is turning the tide of... Um, we, may need, we may need to raise money. I wish we wouldn't, but we may need to. Come on, Elon. Step aside. Sell the company. Do something. They got $2.2 billion in reserve, but they just went through $700 million in losses. Company's revenue was four point five billion, up thirty three percent from uh, earlier last year. But I'm I'm having problems with it. So the old phrase, "I can't quit you." I wish I could quit Tesla, but being in media and finance, you can't. It's too big of a story. Musk announced one new program plans for Tesla to offer insurance policies for its owners starting in about a month. It'll be much more compelling, he says, than anything else out there. So now you're an insurance company. And a car company. Like, do you see where I'm going with this? Oh, trust me, I, I get it. Fintech, everyone loves fintech right now. People have man crushes on fintech. And anytime you can, like, open up another business model tied towards finances. And insurance is tied towards finance, right? It's out there. I have a big, I'm a big fan of a guy named Scott Galloway. And I just think he's a good thinker. So if you can Google Scott Galloway, he writes a blog. And I, I truly, honestly think you'll appreciate me telling you that. Um, I find him to be entertaining. If you go to YouTube, you can search for Scott Galloway. And uh, he does a pretty nice job. I was reading some of his, uh, I was catching up on some of his blogs recently, and he took a really tough shot at Lyft. 
He says, uh, lift stock one year after the IPO, it'll be lower. Much, much lower. And Uber's coming out. And I've got a friend, I've got a couple friends who work at Uber, and they're proud that they're losing money. And like again, this comes back to growth of revenue versus earnings. And the longer you lose money, if you're ramping up the revenues doing it, there's something to be said for the Amazon model. But you can't have all, everyone do this. Um, I'd be very cautious on a lot of the companies going public, the unicorn types. Uh, there's, there's other ways to play the game. So Scott Galloway. If you read the prospectus from Lyft, and I did, you'll see things in there that there's just problems. The gig economy is silly. It's Latin for an erosion in minimum wage protection or the notion that firms should provide benefits to workers. I don't know. It's like we see these unemployment numbers that come out or employment numbers. Uh, layoffs. We watch all of this stuff. And it looks really great. But if you're not getting benefits, whew. Labor laws, oh, compliance labor laws too. It's all out there. Anyway, um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. The Dow's down pretty big today, but it's mostly one company, 3M, tumble, uh, stumbles in their quarter, and thus their stock tumbles. Lower than expected earnings, and they cut their 2019 guidance. 3M, they make things like scotch tape. You only have, and Warren Buffett said something like, pretend you only have a punch card where you can punch it 20 times, and those are the stocks you can buy in your lifetime. Do you know how much I care about 3M at this point in time? Like, not at all. Do you know how cocky and arrogant that makes me sound? Huge. Um, But 3M's having a rough, rough day. It's on pace for its worst day since October 19, 1987, which was Black Monday. It's like when Whoa. days become so bad that they get their own name. There's never like a Black Tuesday. There's always a Black Friday and a Black Monday. So now 3M's in a mode where they're going to restructure. They're going to lay off a lot of people. 2,000 people. Now again, it, that probably doesn't mean much to you. Um, but 3M's down 10%, and it's pulling the Dow Jones average, industrial average down 1% with it. Um, it's going to be a rough day. For 3M. I don't know. Uh, but again, it's a nice dividend. That's for sure. The 24-year-old winner of the $768 million Powerball was down to his last $1,000. I hate stories like that. Because it makes you go out and go, well, if he could win, I could win. And that's not how it works. Amazon's expected to slow, show its slowest sales growth in four years when it reports results after the bell. So today we're talking about Facebook, great quarter. Tomorrow we'll be talking about Amazon. Um, and keep in mind, Jeff Bezos is hes a pretty fun CEO, I'll be honest with you. Uh, in his first letter as a CEO, he said, we're going to lose money for a long time. I like that kind of honesty. Whereas War, uh, Elon Musk, it doesn't feel that way. 
Joe Biden is getting into the 2020 race. Biden's, uh, and Trump is insulting his intelligence. <laughs> oh, political comment coming up. It feels like the system's broken. It, and I don't know if we could ever get back to boring old politicians ever again. The Nancy Pelosi's of the world feel like they're dinosaurs. A mess. Like, it's a mess. You got to be mean and nasty, it feels. The long-term reputation. It's kind of interesting to watch. So elsewhere out there today, painting a picture of what's working and what's not working. Um, it's earnings season. We're kind of going through the motions. Uh, Microsoft and Facebook are up on strong earnings. You're seeing IT, information technology, do well. I feel like IT is the wrong word for that now. IT feels like it was such a 90s word, but for 90s title. Uh, consumer staples are lower. Why? Because 3M's lower, right? So that's right. So 3M stumbling and tumbling today. Is it a buying opportunity? It is. Do you think 3M is going to go out of business? No. But is it appropriate for your portfolio and do you need it? I don't know. Bristol-Myers stock is rising on upbeat earnings guidance. I don't own any Bristol-Myers. Bristol-Myers Squib. What a horrible last name for a company. Squib. S-Q-U-I-B-B. Like, if you were to fall madly in love with someone and they were told you, like, they show you, like, a tattoo later in the, in the process, you're in love, you're 30 days in, you think this is the person you're going to marry, and they show you they have this crazy tattoo. Squib is like makes me feel like not good. So when did when did Love Boat jump the shark? It was when that little girl came on the show, right? I'm thinking that's when it had to be. Do you know there was a hurricane episode where the boat had to go through a hurricane? I know, I know. Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get your calls on the air. One of the big problems that I have out there is Retirement's going to happen for you. Or you could be like my dad. I'm not going to say my dad worked completely till the day he died, but pretty much so. He worked until he couldn't work anymore. Um, but I'll be honest with you. Social Security isn't going to be enough for you. And the fact that Social Security doesn't invest in stock market or doesn't use your cash to grow... It takes more and more people every year because people's uh, to pay social security demands because of longer life expectancies. And we've had declining birth rates in the United States. And the birth rates are the more and more people who cover your social security check. And then you get stagnating real wages and social security is tied towards your wages. And if they're not growing, you're not going to get a lot. Everyone who's listening right now, at some point in time, if you haven't done it, should go to ssa.gov. And kind of project what they're going to get in retirement. And then take out like 30 or 40% for taxes. And you'll see it's not a glorious, glorious amount to live on. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Ladies and gentlemen, we've begun the initial descent. Now it's time Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. 
one of the Democrats who was Democratic. How do I say this correctly? One of the Democrats who is a presidential candidate, Democratic presidential candidate, Cory Booker. He wants to help Americans with their personal finance. That's going to be part of his, you know, next twelve months of campaigning. He's come out with something called baby bonds, and it would provide every child born in the United States with a thousand dollars savings account. Each year, the government would automatically deposit up to another $2,000 into that account, depending on your family's income. People would not be able to dig into the funds until they hit at least 18. U.S. Treasury Department is in on this, would manage the accounts, and the annual rate of return would be about 3%. And it would create a lot of wealth. The median wealth for young white Americans is about 46000 compared to $2,900 for black Americans. There's a big disparity there. I've said it numerous times, uh, and I I don't know when the whistle is going to blow on me not being able to say this. I was, I hit a lottery as a baby, being born a U.S. citizen, Caucasian, on a coast with a family that expected every one of their kids to go to college. We all did, all six of us. And why do you say the coast thing? Well... Because I think if you live on the coast, um, that's where the jobs are on the East Coast and West Coast. And then as you start getting into the more the center of the country, those jobs are like tractor salesperson. And I'm making a very broad statement right there. But there was no chance I was getting up as a tractor salesperson. The average white family in America has $157,000 saved for retirement. The average black family has 25000 Black Americans benefited from increased access to home ownership and to colleges, but you got to feel that there's some some problems with it, right? Uh, more black students and white students attend for-profit colleges, many of which fail to adequately prepare students for employment and charge high tuition rates. So you come out of debt, you come out with big debt. So Cory Booker, um, the reason I bring this up is it'll be something we talk about in the future. It'll be something that our, our nation maybe says, we really, we're not going to vote for him, but we really like that idea. What do you feel about the idea of funding uh, money into people just for being born a U.S. citizen? $1,000 for having a baby. Is there any chance people will uh, abuse that system? <laughs> no way. It's like if you give uh, someone money for having a kid. A lot of people are poor in the United States because they get on that, that, that if I have a kid, the government will give me a little bit of money. And it ain't enough. Anyhow, and anyway, I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money investment. more. Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton for a little financial planning and chattery. Let's Chad. welcome in CFP Chad Burton. CFP Chad Burton with New Focus Financial. You can find him online at newfocusfinancial.com. Chad, one of the big issues in retirement is knowing your sources of income. We all know Social Security is going to be there, but what other sources of income might we have? Well, it's going to come from, you're going to have a balanced portfolio, hopefully, so you have stocks and bonds in that, in terms of funds and ETFs. Bonds pay interest, stocks pay dividends. If you're going to be buying individual stocks in retirement, I'm a fan of stocks that have a history of increasing their dividend, because when the market's bad, if you have three out of 10 years that are negative and your stock portfolio is down you can still have income that's up. Right. So that's very important. But you still want going into retirement. You want you know 20 to 40% of your income, uh-huh. especially if you think you're going to live a long time and you have longevity in your family. Sure. You want you know, 20 to 40% minimum in 
guaranteed lifetime income and okay. like, like replacing what pensions used to be there for. For your parents, they used to have pensions. Right. We and don't. We don't. But you can do your own personal pensions. And even if you have, a, so you basically are turning your portfolio that you've created from age 20 to 60 into a pension. Yeah. You kind of start thinking, I have to annuitize this. It has to last till the day I die. Yeah. So, you know, I use a strategy where I have three years worth of expenses, a balanced portfolio, a stock portfolio. But I also use, um, in, oft, in many cases, right now, bonds are a very tough thing to invest in because their prices are at an all-time high, yields that are all-time low. I'm not seeing inflation, so I'm not scared of bonds right now. Okay. But eventually, we'll have to switch. So if you're trying to say, what's a bond alternative where I can still get 5% or more over my lifetime out of my bond portfolio? There are certain no-load insurance products that can give you that type of, a, of, of an income where you can invest in a balanced portfolio and the insurance company will guarantee you know, 5 to 7% income for the rest of your life. These products used to be awful because they used to be in annuities that had back-end surrender charges, you know, 3.5% fees inside of them. Now there's no-load versions of it. Right. And there's also standalone insurance products now that will insure a portfolio for lifetime income, which is okay on a bond alternative. And and so you can you have an overall strategy, and then you might have some bond alternatives in your portfolio that have guaranteed lifetime, so that with your Social Security and some of those alternative uh, income investments, you have a portion that if you live till 100 and the market doesn't do well, you still have income, and that's important. As a certified financial planner, how often do people come into your office without enough retirement thinking they had enough retirement? I would say probably 50% of the time. And the reason why is because they're not thinking about health insurance costs. They're not thinking about long-term care. They're not realizing that, you know, inflation. Yeah. I mean, every about 18 years, you're, you're, you know, dollars cut in half with inflation. And is that the, you know how there's the seven, the rule of 72? Yeah. Money doubles every seven years, something right. like that. So you divide 72 by the expected rate of return. Yeah. And that's how long it takes to double. It's the same thing. If inflation so is running up at 3%, then yeah. it's going to take 18 to 20 years for the for the opposite of that to happen, for the dollar to cut in half. So you, you have to increase, um, you know, you're, you have to have a very detailed income statement that shows your long-term projection with average expenses growing at least 3%, but your healthcare costs growing at 5 to 6% a year. Anything that we need to know on a final thought? Well, again, when you're, when you're looking at some of the products that are out there, be aware of who's showing you the products. If they're insurance people that get paid a commission or if they're working at a big firm or a bank that get paid a commission the product might sound good but you can get no load versions of that product with much much lower fees so make sure you're working with a fiduciary that has your best interest in mind rather than somebody that's working on a commission has to get paid by selling you something I've been talking with CFP Chad Burton you can find him online at newfocusfinancial.com that's newfocusfinancial.com You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.